Bucknutters, welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Wednesday, February 26th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by the People's Champ, Matt Baxendale. A lot to get into today, Bax. Let's start with, of course, Ryan Day getting his contract extension and his big fat raise yesterday. Great news for Buckeye Nation. Ryan Day was making $4.5 million per season in a contract that he just signed in December of 2018. It was a five-year deal. $4.5 million per season. That will increase to $6 million per season as of July 1st of this year. His salary will then jump to $6.5 million in 2021 and will then increase to $7.6 million in 2022. I've heard people say this has like something to do with the Mel Tucker situation at Michigan State. I think it has nothing to do with that. Yes, Sparty overpaid for Mel Tucker, but I've heard that Ohio State – came to Ryan Day well before even Mark D'Antonio retired and said, you know, we want to take care of you, and it's just now getting to be public right now with the press release yesterday. But, you know, Ryan Day has just been so good so far at Ohio State backs. I think this is tremendous news for Buckeye Nation. Just your thoughts on this. Yeah, first of all, Mel Tucker is uh, really a terrible example to use for any sort of contract negotiations. The guy had $1.1 million per career win, so uh, that's pretty stupid. That said, Ryan Day getting a contract extension is the most unsurprising thing ever. Uh, let's be blunt here. Ohio State has a shitload of money, right? And they have a, a young football coach who everybody in the NFL would hire tomorrow if they had the opportunity, and most of college football would do the same thing. So you kind of got to make sure the dude's getting paid. That seems kind of important to keep him happy because, let's face it, I didn't just talk about college football teams wanting him. I talked about NFL teams wanting him. And the number one fear with Ryan Day that you're going to have it's not that he's not going to be successful. It's not that he's going to go jump to go be the head coach at another school. It's that the NFL, the siren call of the NFL is going to be enough to convince Ryan to uh, jump ship from the good ship Buckeyes. And one way to prevent that from happening is making sure the man gets paid. So that's really good. And we need to keep making sure we pay all these coaches lots of money because we have it and we want to pay to keep the best coaches. And here's how this used to work for people who – don't remember from 15 years ago. And it's weird that I'm starting to talk about stuff from back in the day at this point because I always thought I was the young one, but I guess time never stops. The top coaches back in the day would go what we can all call the Urban Meyer route. They'd take a job at a crappy Mac school, turn it around quickly, and then try to climb the ladder. Well, it doesn't work like that anymore, right? Kirby Smart was Nick Saban's top assistant coach for like five years before he finally took the Georgia job turning down a bunch of garbage jobs in the process. Luke Fickle could have had every job in the MAC at one point in his career if he had so chosen. He finally waited around so he could take a job at Cincinnati, which is pretty much OSU light in terms of his recruiting abilities, and isn't far from home. Ryan Day, look, and back in the day we would have said, oh, my, we even talked about this when Ryan took over. We're like, well, are we sure we want a first-time head coach? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's a really good coach, and we believe in him, right? But the fact that he hadn't coached before was concerning, right? Well, that's not the way college football works anymore. The top coaches stay at top programs because, A, they want to win, B, they want to recruit, and C, top programs have so much money now that you can make a lot more money B, 
being an assistant coach, not even a coordinator, an assistant coach at a school like Ohio State compared to Kent State or Bowling Green or whatever these days, okay? So Ryan Day getting paid is great, and Ryan Day's assistants getting paid is even better because you're going to keep more of these guys around that eventually are going to be those big-time coaching candidates. So from an OSU perspective, bumping up all the coaching pay is only a good sign and it's going to keep Ryan Day here longer. A lot of people think that, you know, Ryan Day is happy at Ohio State, which he is. Um, you know, but they think, you know, I think some people think, oh, you know, in three or four years, regardless of this contract extension, he's going to be looking at the uh, NFL. I'm hearing that he is, you know, more than happy here in Columbus. His family loves it, his wife. Uh, I'm hearing, you know, and you never know what could happen. You never know. But I, I feel like he's going to be here as long as he wants to be here. And he wants to be here. For a long, long time is what I'm hearing. Just your thoughts when people ask like, how long you think Ryan Day is going to be here as far as you know, if an NFL team comes after him with a head coaching vacancy. Well, I think we all know he could do it. Uh, first things first, I don't think Ryan Day considers going to the NFL until he has uh, the big one under his belt here. So uh, I, I also don't think that even if he wins the Natty next year, it's not going to be like he's going to be like, let's bounce time, right? I think Ryan Day is happy in college football. And here's something I don't think a lot of people think about. Uh, and spoiler alert, this is going to be in the bucket. So if you're one of the people who listens to the podcast and doesn't read the bucket, there you go. Uh, who's Ryan Day's mentor in college football and in football in general? Chip Kelly. And if there's ever anybody who's going to give you a be careful what you wish for about the NFL versus college, it's Chip Flippin' Kelly. Chip Kelly left college football as the cream of the crop, top of the tier, took a previously garbage program like Oregon in a national championship, right? And then he went to the NFL, and things got bad quick. His first year was okay. Things fell through the floor. He had multiple firings. And then he came back to college football, and he's an also-ran. He can't even recruit at a school like UCLA, which you should just show pictures of the ladies in the student body and be landing four stars. So Chip Kelly is be careful what you wish for in terms of going to the NFL from college football. And if you think Ryan Day hasn't already had that pounded into his head by Chip Kelly, well, it's going to be if he ever considers it, because that's one of the guys he would talk to if he ever thought about it. Secondly, you know who the other guy is who Ryan Day considers his biggest mentor in, in coaching? Urban Meyer. You know who's never coached in the NFL himself? Urban Meyer. You know why he didn't coach in the NFL? And it wasn't because his system. It's because Urban Meyer knew in college football you can essentially recruit all the first-round picks you want and have a decided talent advantage, whereas in the NFL, it's a bit of a crapshoot, and you've got to have an elite quarterback because everybody has talent. So these are things that Ryan Day, who, by the way, appears to be embracing recruiting like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, right? Ryan Day seems to really be loving recruiting, and he's even embracing some of the trollier aspects of recruiting right now in terms of his successes. And guess what? That doesn't sound like a guy who's ready to go off to the NFL. I'm not saying it's never going to happen. We all know it could happen. But at the end of the day, Ryan Day's biggest mentors in terms of coaching are going to tell him to stay in college. He's sitting on one of the top three or four jobs in all of college football, and he really seems to enjoy recruiting. So barring a surprise, I think Ryan Day's going to be here a lot longer than the naysayers say. And candidly, as Ohio State people, there should be a strong pushback against this. Because this is the only way our rivals can ever come into Ohio and take kids from Ohio State. Let's say they actually get a legit coach someday, right? They're going to come down here and go, well, Ryan Day's great. He's awesome. 
but you're only going to play for him for a year until he's gone to the NFL. That's going to be the next big negative recruiting tactic. It's going to be Urban Meyer's about to retire, except that, you know, Urban Meyer did retire, so there maybe was some truth to that. I don't know if Brian Day going to the NFL is going to happen, but he can't self-fulfilling prophecy. So that's kind of where all that stands right now. I think he's here a lot longer than some of the naysayers are going to say, certainly more than two or three years. Yeah, I'm with you, obviously, and I've heard from people that I trust very much that Ryan Day, as I said, he's not just happy here. He He's extremely happy here. His family's extremely happy here. And Ryan Day appreciates the fact that he didn't need to go to Gene Smith. He didn't need to go, you know, to whoever else and ask for a raise. They came to him, and they took care of him, which is the least surprising thing in the world to me, that they were going to take care of Ryan Day. But it's still, you know, I just want to make that clear that, you know, Ryan Day appreciates that and – you know, I, I do. I'm with you, Bax. I think he's going to be here a long time. Let's switch gears and talk some recruiting here. You mentioned how much Ryan Day loves recruiting. He's going to really love recruiting if he lands Donovan Edwards. Donovan Edwards, for probably everybody listening to the show, most people know who he is. If, if not, he is the number three running back in the country in the 2021 class, the number one player out of the state of Michigan, the number 33 player overall in the country, and guys like Steve Wilfong, Alan Triu, uh, and Alan is embedded in Michigan. I mean, you know, Alan, I believe, went to Michigan, um, you know, as a graduate of Michigan. They have crystal balled Donovan Edwards to Ohio State backs. That was a uh, pleasant surprise for Buckeye fans a couple days ago. Uh, Here's my initial reaction. (laughs) 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 I love it. Seriously. How bad of a recruiter is Jim Harbaugh that the number one kid in state who Jim Harbaugh could run a sack race to his house from Ann Arbor is currently considering Ohio State and Georgia higher than he is Michigan. Uh, and the stories we're hearing is, is that Michigan, quote, took him for granted. How can you take anything for granted right now with the way the craptastic of program is going up there? It's amazing. Like, when you look at Jim Harbaugh right now, he is such a dead man walking, but it's like they don't know how to divorce him. Like, like he's the, he's the goofy guy who, like, like he works 80 hours a week, and the wife is like, I really don't want to be with him, but I don't really ever see him. And things are sort of okay, except he's really weird, and I don't know how to get rid of him. That's Michigan right now. They're like, how do I get rid of this weird husband that I want to divorce, but I have really no good reason to? So <laughs> the, the truth is, I mentioned this earlier, Urban Meyer was a wonderful troll in recruiting, all right? And we've been on both sides of it as Ohio State fans. Urban did plenty of things that we laughed our butts off about, like stealing top kids from Michigan. And then Urban did things like I had a dream. So, you know, there's that's both sides of it. But Ryan Day right now isn't just lined up to steal the best recruit in Michigan. In theory, he's lined up to take the top three kids in Michigan. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. The maybe even against it. But that was the funniest thing ever, ever if Payne and Spindler became Buckeyes. Magic scenario where the top three kids in Ohio, who, by the way, were going to the equivalent of Pickerington, Westerville, and Dublin, all went to Michigan because that's what our rivals are looking at right now. Three kids who Jim Harbaugh could ride a four-wheeler to their house from Ann Arbor on, on one tank of gas, are seriously considering skipping right past them, skipping their loo, right south to Ohio State. And you know why? Because all those kids see Michigan as a loser program. And you know what it is? It's a loser program with loser fans and they have a loser mentality. And the reason they have their loser mentality is to just go look at their little mopey attitude. 
Oh, we can't recruit because everyone else cheats. Oh, we can't recruit because they're all dirty. Oh, get the hell out of here. They're a bunch of whining babies who are completely pounded at the last 20 years' worth of football, especially in the game against their rivals. They have a coach that they all know is a failure, but they're reflexively defending because, yay, Michigan. It's the worst example of tribalism I've ever seen, right? Like, if you were a coach at Ohio State and you were 0-5 in the game, you wouldn't have the majority of fans blindly defending you outside of quietly complaining for maybe a month after the season and then quietly accepting your fate while singing, Hello, darkness, my old friend. That's what they're doing up there. So these kids are growing up in a time frame where Michigan is essentially Ohio State's bitch. And these kids are like, I don't want to get bitch slapped. So I'm going to go to Ohio State if I have the opportunity. That's where this is at. And Ryan Day right now, who, by the way, who did he just add to his staff? Kerry Combs, who's the king of Michigan recruiting. He's going to go up there and plant flags pretty much in a circle around Ann Arbor like a medieval siege. And then he's going to go steal the best kids and laugh like a gleeful Viking on his way home with them. And all those kids are going to think, yep, I made the right decision when they win every game against our rivals. The, 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 the fact that they've gotten this bad, this proverbial spot where people talked about this 10 years ago, oh, don't we want Michigan to win something so that the rivalry's still good? Well, the answer is hell no. They should never win the game again. Screw those guys. They're at the point where they can't even win what should be slam dunk recruiting battles for themselves. This is hilariously awful. It's one of the greatest turns I've ever seen in the history of college football. This is like Alabama and Tennessee. 20 years ago, Tennessee and Michigan were national championship caliber programs. Today, they're getting bitch slapped by their oldest and there's almost no hope out. So congratulations, Jim Harbaugh. You are standing on the shoulders of babies, and your program is completely, utterly in If you can't even get kids. If Ohio State lands the top three kids in Michigan this year, you might as well just put Mortal Kombat fatality over Jim Harbaugh's media picture because it's over. Plain and simple, it's over. It's easy to see why he is the people's champ, Buckeye Nation. Great stuff out of Matt Baxendale. You can catch his column. The aforementioned Buckets, the shameless plug earlier in the show. Make sure you catch it. It's good stuff every Sunday on Bucknuts, the Bucket of Bullets. Thank you very much, Bax, and thank you to all the listeners out there for tuning in the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land.